The Surgeon General recently was talking about how loneliness is an epidemic. Like, we need every person to get out there and play pickleball for mental health benefits, for physical benefits. So everybody, like, let's do this. Like, pick up a paddle and, and find your local community. Future of Pickleball. Here we are again, talking to the movers and shakers in the sport. I have got a lovely guest in so many ways today. I want to invite Lydia Hurt from City Pickle in New York to the show. Welcome, Lydia. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. Excited to be here. Cool, cool. You know, one of the things that we like to do and where, where our audience may be all over the country looking at what are different ideas that you may be able to show them Let's talk a little bit first about how did you become involved in pickleball just as a player participant? Like so many of us, during the pandemic, I was spending a lot of time with my family. We were in Florida in February 2021 with our pod. So it was me, my sister, and our parents. And we discovered pickleball. It was safe to play. It was something all of us could do together. It was fun across varying skill sets. You know, I was a tennis player growing up. My dad also has racket sport, racket sport experiences. My mom and sister, not so much, but being able to play in doubles, we were able to make relatively even games and we just got absolutely addicted. I came back to New York City um, later in the spring of 2021 and it was really hard to find places to play in New York City. I don't know if you know this, but New York City is kind of infamous or notorious for not really having access to pickleball. So come back to New York and I did find an organization or kind of more of a grassroots group who would bring pop-up courts, set up in playgrounds, and, and basically in, in parks that had any available space. We would temporarily tape out lines, chalk out lines. Um, and once you found these pickleballers, you realized there were so many in New York. And through that, I was motivated to become a little bit of a grassroots organizer in the city, Good. started my own kind of pickleball network and connections to, to lift the veil and make pickleball more accessible in New York City and really more discoverable um, online. And through that experience, and I was always in marketing, through that experience, I connected with the co-founders of City Pickle, who at that point were still in the earlier stages of bringing pickleball to New York City collaborated with them and then that built into you know this full-time position with City Pickle. Now uh, two things I want to touch on. You were talking about where I know the New England and the, the far northeast are a little bit behind the curve from what those of us that are in places like Florida and Arizona and things like that. Do you think that it still is absolutely instrumental to have those early stage taped courts, chalked courts, temporary, that that builds the community? I think temporary pickleball courts, well, first of all, I think more pickleball courts are always better in whatever iteration that looks like. Temporary, taped out, a courtable, you know, those kind of lines that you, that you set up on top of pavement. I think there's so much interest and demand for pickleball in every city. You know, I think the Northeast and New York City in particular has been underserved to date. City Pickle and other people are really looking to change that. Um, and really, I, I think all pickleball courts are good pickleball courts. And then once you kind of find your community, wherever that begins, 
it, it only grows from there. So, so on that note, one of the things that I find, and I've been in the pickleball space a long time, over a decade, and, and it was always that way. And if they can find space in New York City, in Manhattan, there ought to be people able to find wherever space to, to help build the community, because then I want to kind of segue into, into what you guys pulled off in Central Park and tell us a little bit about, uh, about that facility and in, in the heart of the beast. You know, Heart of the Beast sounds a little negative. I would put in the heart of New York City, in the okay, heart of well, uh... Central Park. Um, so what City Pickle has done with their first kind of long-term activation after already having done temporary pop-ups in fall of 2022 at Hudson Yards and the TBA Hotel, we now have a long-term residency for summer 2023. We have already been open for a couple months since April, and we're open through mid-October in Woolman Rink in Central Park. Woolman Rink is the is the iconic ice skating rink in the middle of Central Park. You know, I hope you've already seen it. We have more than five billion impressions where what we have done is brought in a professional quality pickleball surface through Pickleball United, who also does the surfaces here at Major League Pickleball. And we have brought in their surface to overlay on top of the ice rink, like the ice rink concrete. And it is kind of like in the background, you just have the soaring skyscrapers and skyline of New York City, you know, also surrounded by the beautiful foliage of Central Park. Like, it is an absolute incredible experience. We have 14 outdoor courts. Um, so we have the Pickleball United Surface and C&D Nets. The C&D Nets are also used by professional tournaments. So what we have done is hopefully brought and given a place to the grassroots community in New York City to also reserve courts, bring the community in play, while being additive to those existing communities that are still doing and still playing at those pop-up courts. I think um, New York, having had such little access before, we think there are so many people who we consider to be the pickleball curious. So the people who have seen you know, the incredible professional highlights on ESPN, maybe they watched the Pickleball Slam and saw some of their tennis favorites playing the sport, but weren't really sure how to get involved. And through City Pickle, making courts accessible, inclusive, and also the option to reserve in advance and to know when to show up and who you're playing with, that we have really given an outlet for that many more people to pick up a paddle and have it in their hand through the 196 hours of pickleball we offer every single day. Very cool. You know, I, I was, having been around the game a long time, I've been involved with a lot of city council meetings and park board meetings. What was the process in New York City of beginning this conversation? How did it come about and develop into an actual facility? So we are in partnership with Woolman Park Partners, who manages the operations of Woolman Rink. So we are working with them through this residency. Woolman Park Partners is made up of Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, related company, and Equinox. So City Pickles in collaboration with Woolman Park Partners for this residency. We work incredibly closely with the New York City Park System. Um, we talk to them on an ongoing basis. So everything is in very, very close coordination and also collaboration. Uh, and we all share the same priorities of making pickleball accessible to the general community. So now where you're in this residency program, will this have legs going forward? So City Pickle, our brand identity is to be an elevated urban pickleball brand. 
our first indoor pickleball facility will be opening in Long Island City um, in New York City. It is just one stop out of Midtown. Um, it is in Queens. So that permanent facility is under construction now to be opening later this year. We also are looking to expand um, further into New York City, into the boroughs, and also into other, other metropolises. Um, so we are definitely considering both further outdoor installations, potentially Woolman Rink, um, but definitively opening up more indoor locations, including food and beverage, to really bring together that lifestyle, community, social, and athletic pickable access. Very cool. Now, when, when you're talking about developing the facilities and things that you are privately, do you think that the city of New York and the park, their park district operators, are they paying attention at all in terms of, of facility development and adding pickleball or multi-lining or converting tennis courts? I cannot speak to the New York City Parks Department converting tennis courts, but the New York City Parks Department has been you know, incredibly supportive. They come on site to City Pickle. A couple weeks ago, we hosted an event for with the New York City Department of Aging, and Eric Adams, the very charismatic, pickleball-loving mayor of New York City, came to play. The Parks Department was there. The commissioner of the Parks Department has been on site more than once. Um, so the Parks Department is very aware of the interest demand for pickleball. Back in my days as more of a community organizer for pickleball in New York City, I was very involved in the West Village community courts. Unfortunately, those have kind of been taken away at this moment. You know, there are still kind of conversations happening. So all to say the Parks Department is very aware of the interest and demand for more pickleball courts. And I think with everything in New York City, space is at a premium. So everybody is just working together sure. to see what can happen. I know on the Upper East Side, there is a park called Carl Schultz, Carl Schultz Park, um, and the New York City Parks Department recently worked with that pickleball community up there to allocate three painted out pickleball courts. The nets are still brought in by individual players, but the Parks Department did give that specific location, nice. you know, a more, a better infrastructure for pickleball courts. Cool. You know, for any of you that are listening, wherever you are in the country, we've got this hurdle that we're all facing of more facilities are needed. We're overwhelming everything that's out there. Think in terms of what Lydia is talking about, that in New York City, develop a, a fundamental operation, build your community, and it's just nuts how it takes off from there. I'm really excited to see, because it has been, you guys have been a little bit in the shadow of pickleball, um, where some of the vibrant snowbird communities and things like that. So it's very, very fun to see what's going on there. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's very exciting. You know, and, and just to chime in there, so the New York City community, it's always been vibrant. It was just really hard to find. You know, there is a group of, um, there's a group of players that play in North Meadow Recreation Center, you know, in Northern Central Park all day, every day. You can always find players there. So it, New York City, I would say it's always had a vibrant, vibrant and scrappy pickleball community, Fun. really popping up these courts, popping up these nets, wherever it kind of makes sense to do so for the community. And City Pickle is really just looking to make it even more accessible, inclusive, and to put a paddle in everybody's hands. Now, I would like to get uh, a little greater depth and definition on City Pickle. What is the, the purpose and your mission statement and where are you going with it? City Pickle wants to make pickleball fun, accessible, inclusive. It's been really interesting. You know, Woolman Rink has been our first long-term facility to date. It is just 
we are also an events company. You know, it has been incredible to see all the companies and brands who are very eager to incorporate and offer pickleball to their employees, to their communities, whether that is a team building event or a client facing event or bringing in their own influencers to, to show their new, their latest athleisure styles. Um, so what we have found is that pickleball really has saturated all the different categories and genres, you know, where it no longer is just reaching kind of any certain demographic or, you know, former tennis players who can't play. Right. Um, and City Pickle is looking to be that elevated urban lifestyle brand where we want people to be able to, to play pickleball and then walk off the court, order a drink, order a taco, stick around, hang out, whether that is with the friends you came with to play pickleball, the friends you met on the court, or you know the people that you just meet, like the people you've met in the past who then become friends that, that you actually know on and off the court. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, that social module, you know, one of the things that you're kind of stimulating in my brain right now is I'm in every major market in the United States throughout the year, interfacing with different pickleball things. In the other major markets where you're talking about really hosting events and things that bring a little theater to the sport, is that something that if somebody in Chicago or LA or Dallas heard this and was interested, could they reach out to you guys to kind of figure out what you're doing or get some guidance from you or maybe even get you to participate with them? You know, I think City Pickle has done a great job to date developing really great brand awareness and a brand identity. We have a really great brand, um, brand colors, for example, like, you know, we are bright energy, vibrant, inclusive, accessible, fun, social. So I do think people and brands from any location, you know, we're, we're interested in hearing from you. Do you, is there something that you want to host at one of our locations? Is it, you know, a temporary activation opportunity? City Pickle is collaborative, you know, with that focus on urban areas. Very cool. I've got to tell you, I think, I think you guys are really onto something. One of the things that's been great fun for me in the interviews that I do and the people that I've had an opportunity to talk with is I, I hear and see about a lot of the new things that are coming and developing. And what you guys are describing is really, it, it's a new niche that's not there yet. And I think that's very, very cool. Um, so many of the of the, the bigger cities that have a, a real urban scene and an urban activity, I think are just gonna be ripe for all of what you're doing. And I love hearing about the energy. I mean, that to me is magic land. I agree. I think what Pickleball has done for everybody and what City Pickle is hoping to offer in a more kind of available, inclusive, programmatic way is to bring together that social and community aspect around Pickleball where I think people are no longer just looking to go to a bar and restaurant and, and sit and drink. Um, and what Pickleball has done for millions of people, and I think it is a key part of its popularity, is to give people something to bond over, to connect over, the teamwork, you know, that, that goes deeper and hopefully offers a more fulfilling way to interact with people, to meet new people, or even your existing friends over something that can be a shared enjoyment. Um, a woman who has now become a very close friend is hosting a pickleball party at City Pickle next Friday. I met her through pickleball a year ago. Hey, Nicole. Um, <laughs> and it's fascinating. You know, 20 people are coming to her party at City Pickle next week. Half of them are friends that are all connected through pickleball. And the other half are Nicole's long-term, other, other than pickleball friends, outside pickleball friends. 
And after this birthday party, you know, we're all going to be friends coming together to share this experience that, you know, I likely need to be partnered on the court with somebody who I don't know, but through the way pickleball works, you will leave that experience having some sense of who they are, what they're interested in. Um, I love pickleball in the social capacity. We're not going to be playing really intense games. This is going to be rec play. We're not going to be entering these games in duper. You can carry on a conversation during this court. Like sure. you can laugh with somebody, you can tap paddles and actually have it be hopefully the foundation of a friendship relationship, even just acquaintance beyond that one experience on the court. Um, I have a good friend, Dan Ariely. He's a behavioral economist. And you know, so his background is psychology and human behavior. And I've told him about my love of pickleball. Um, he and I have actually, we played it together. And I just, I was like, you know, I don't necessarily understand why I, it's hard to kind of capture what it is about this sport that just the, the exponential, the growth, like you see that trajectory. The Dink recently put out a chart where it showed the sports that Americans have played. And, you know, the, the chart of pickleball is just, it's eclipsing these other kind of iconic American pastimes. And in talking to a psychologist about this, he was like, well, let's talk about this. The court is smaller which makes it more accessible, you don't have to move as, as much. You know, the skill level, the athletic ability of the people is inherently, it can be inherently less. You know, my 69-year-old father beats me at pickleball. You know, it's great. I, I actually, I love that for him. Sometimes I'm like, how are you doing this? You know, the fact that the serve is underhand and that you have the seven-foot kitchen on either side does make play more equitable. You know, it can be precision over power, which means being a female in the court is not inherently a disadvantage. Um, sure. So when he broke it down into these, basically these psychology scientific things, it was like, no wonder everybody loves pickleball. And the fact that you do have a partner, it's not all on you. There is that inherent benefit of teamwork and sociality. It's like, why do, I mean, we have what, eight, more than 8 million pickleball players in Oh, the I think we're probably well more. We, we're, we, yes, I would say that, that let's use that number. But well, it, I think yeah, it's, it's like rock. 8 million have played more than once, 36 million, you know. Yeah. After you hear it broken down to the accessibility, inclusivity, like the socialness, and, you know, the Surgeon General recently was talking about how loneliness is an epidemic. Like, we need every person to get out there and play pickleball for yeah. mental health benefits, for physical benefits. So everybody, like, let's do this. Like, pick up a paddle and, and find your local community. You know, the two things that you, you touched on there that, that I see every day in my travels, being an older guy near your parents' age, you're in my kids' age, it is, it's one of the few ways, I'm a pretty decent pickleball player, so I can be welcome even by the better young, but I meet and socialize with more younger adults that I otherwise probably wouldn't. And hopefully it's not such a bad thing for them either. And so I think that that's such a, such a cool piece. And I love the concept that you're talking about in terms of the, the socialization piece. Um, certainly one of the things, because I travel a great deal, um, I'm depending on when I arrive someplace, hey, pickleball community, Let's get to know each other. And they're always arms wide open. Um, once I've been on the court, even the 30-year-olds say, okay, sir, come on, back on the court. And uh, so it's, it's that social piece yeah. that, that I think is the magic. I'll tell you, I actually spent my entire adult life in the sporting goods industry, generally on the consumer products and manufacturing distribution side of things. 
but I saw a lot of rocket ship rides in the pickle in the sports space. And I remember from 2012 when I came into the sport, beginning to look and seeing that it, it was slower at that time. But oh my God, the trajectory uh, when rollerblades broke into the scene, I was there. It didn't begin to approach, and now that we're really in the vertical rise, um, I don't think we've even come to the bubble bursting part of pickleball yet. I think that's yet to come, and uh, and so you know I, th I think you're dead on the money. So that being said, one of the things that I like to have my guests kind of throw out their wildest thoughts, fantasies. If there was something different or additional or something about pickleball that you would like to see come or you think would benefit pickleball in the future, any thoughts or ideas? I think pickleball, just the more inclusive it can possibly be. At City Pickle, we work with a lot of community programs. Catherine Hedden is our fantastic director of community outreach. And it's just been incredible, the organizations and people that she has brought on the court. We've had, um, so at City Pickle, community organizations that com come include, you know, the YMCA, Solutions Now. We've had challenged athletes come several times, and that is anybody from athletes actually in wheelchairs playing pickleball to the visually challenged athletes. So I do think the more kind of adaptations and adjustments that pickleball can make to continue to find more players, the better it can be. A challenge I see with the limited pickleball courts sometimes available in communities is that, you know, in New York City, we often will play four on, four off. If you're playing on the community courts that are not reserved in advance, that are purely open play, you will have people with their paddles down that are 4.0 players with total beginners. And I do think that can be frustrating for everybody. Sure. And that is what, you know, I'm really hoping the rise in duper like the rise in kind of the adoption of these ranking systems and not to say that people should not play across different rankings, but just so that it, there is that shared understanding of like, okay, I'm a 3.0, I'm a 3.5, I'm a 2.5, or, you know, I'm assuming the way you speak, you're, you're likely to be a 4.0 plus, just so that there is that mutual understanding of when people go on the court, what that level of play is, and basically like how serious and how intense every player should, should be. And I think that actually, the more, I think the more democratic the sport gets in that way. And also I've seen experience, you know, I personally experienced it myself with sandbagging at tournaments, which who, who is that fun for? So I think the more right. pickable rankings can kind of even out. And I agree, we are still so new in the sport that it is still a little bit of the wild, wild west where like how many games does it actually need for you to have an accurate duper rating, for example? Um, so I'm really eager to see where that technology and that adoption yeah. continues to grow. Yeah, it is interesting. I've been, I've been around uh, uh, Steve and all of the things that he's done with duper from the beginning. Uh, and I came from a 50-year lifetime in the tennis world. So ratings, sandbagging, all of those things, they, they're really germane in every sport and everything that there's rec competition. Um, it, I think it's going to sort itself out here pretty quickly. Uh, one of the things that I would encourage you guys to think about at City Pickle that could really be a cool initiative is really driving the, the, the cultural sense of, gee, we've got this diverse level of skills, regardless of age and gender. The skills go yeah. on everything where it is, I encourage good players. I know sometimes it's not the most fun you'll have, help bring the, a group of, play a game or two with the rec players. Get the rec players to understand, okay, they're kind of helping you out. They're doing you a favor. 
don't overstay your welcome, you know, and give them the opportunity. But that contributes an experience that I've had so much to cultural interaction. And, and I'm on the courts with, you know, uh, uh, more novice players all the time, trying to give them a little bit of a leg up and give them some encouragement as how much fun this can be. And then thank you. It's been nice to meet you. I'm going to go over on that other court over there. And I always get a very nice response from people. So I think that us, we, we simply need those of us that are in the leadership roles in the sport to provide some cultural direction as to where we would really like this to go. And Duper will be a great asset to that. I completely agree. I, I love playing up with people as long as it is understood that I am aware I'm not at your level. And I think you can also learn a lot from people in that space. We have a coach um, at our city pickle facility, Anthony Rodriguez. You know, he was a pro, rac uh, pro racquetball player. He is, you know, a solid 5.0. He's played with Bobby Oshiro, who is a pro here in the past. Um, and I love playing with Anthony, and he is so good at adjusting his play to adapt for the court, where you learn from him, he challenges you, but he does it without making you feel bad, and he also is very generous with his line calls. And he does that because, you know, he, he wants to ensure everybody is fun, um, and it was really interesting. So Matt Manassey came to City Pickle last weekend, and Matt is also a very skilled pickleball player. He was on the, the MLP Challenger bracket for a while. He is also a very well-known pickleball coach, and my friend Nicole and I played with Matt and Anthony in a mixed doubles game, and it was so much fun to see how these two really talented 5.0 players, they just manage the ball in the game in such a different way. And I left that game having more awareness about shot selection, about strategy, and even about how to be a better, in this situation, like a better right side player to let that more dominant player, like basically you, you leave being a better partner, right. which I think is a translatable skill across any level to just have that greater court awareness, that better immediate shot selection. I mean, as you know, you're making these decisions of where to hit the ball like in a split second, and the faster and the more automatic that can be, the better. So it was, it was a really great experience to actually be able to be embedded in a higher level game than my than my typical rec plays are. Yeah, and, and actually, my experience is, is, is generally all of the teaching pros who are working with a lot of different people have that gift and skill. First of all, they have to be able to deliver a very quality ball for the repetition to, to, to help somebody train. That actually is a conversation that I have with a lot of high level players saying, just change your mindset. The idea is not to beat the other person, but use your skill set to deliver balls that they're learning from. They're reaching, they're, they're experiencing shots. What are they going to do to beat you? Make it about helping them, not give them easy balls, but give them balls that push them and challenge them and make them move. And so often, people who've been through that experience on the learning side are, oh my God, I got into more longer rallies than I've ever been in. It was really fun. I realized they weren't trying to destroy me, but oh my goodness, I felt a different dimension in the game. And that's the kind of thing that I, I try and convey to all of our social leaders in this sport. These are ways, and, the, and for a good player to have the skill set to deliver that quality ball, that is a practice motion. They're working on specific ball placement and it isn't such a bad experience. And uh, so very cool. I'm glad to hear you guys are kind of thinking in those directions. You know, as we're getting ready to kind of wind this thing down, I do want to say, I know you're the chief marketing officer of City Pickle. 
Um, for somebody to reach out to you, how do they go about finding you? Well, thank you. Would love to meet you all. I One of my favorite things about Pickleball is the people um, and the fun that we can have playing together. So City Pickle on social media is our handle. I'm Lydia.Pickleball. If you're in New York, come to City Pickle. Let me know you're going to be there. I'm not on site all the time, but I would love to meet you. Come have an event. Join an event. Join open play. Come to community play. Um, and I just, I want everybody to experience the joy and what New York City does offer in the pickleball space. Cool. I told you we were going to have a good one today. Hard to imagine. Could you imagine getting out and hanging out with Lydia in New York City and not have a good time? That's what this is all about. I love the energy that you're talking about and the excitement. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I would love to see you in New York City and everybody tuning in.